0: Of Internet Wonderland. It's time once again to kick back, relax, and listen to the soothing sounds of the melodious cat streaming through your airways. As we veer once again down the rabbit hole and view into the looking glass of logical madness, welcome to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. Good evening, denizens of Internet Wonderland. I hope my voice finds you well this evening. Welcome back to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. You can always find me in my small little corner of Internet Wonderland by clicking a like on my Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, a looking glass into Logical madness. You can always listen to this podcast and all of its episodes on Anchor.fm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. And if you ever feel like dropping a line, saying hi, or giving any thoughts or suggestions for next for the next upcoming episodes, feel free to email me at LookingGlass at or follow me on Twitter at Place Cheshire. So here we are once again. I know this one may be a little late or a little early, depending on how you see it, especially after the last episode that we did, but we're going to try to keep this chugging along because I do like to try to stay on a semi-structured schedule. Now, granted, as we know, all schedules don't really work out the way that we'd like, and frankly, here in Cheshire's Place, we don't mind a little bit of um, shooting from the hip, so to speak. Sometimes it's good to enjoy a little bit of spontaneity, almost like madness in its own way. Unpredictable, always changing, always flowing like a raging river. Now, you can always do the madness in many different ways, but hopefully you're able to make it more constructive something that seems chaotic but ultimately can become beautiful like a song poetry a sonnet or for tonight's topic beautiful art now myself i've never been one to for painting for drawing for pottery but Thankfully, I always have the best of friends that can educate me on such things. And I decided to bring back an internet wonderland staple. You know her, and I definitely love her because she has done so much for me. She has stepped up and have been a very wonderful part of the Geeking Around the Table series that we're doing for season 2. She is the creator of the Cheshire's Place logo. She has her own Facebook group page, Grendel Works, Art by Allie Walker, where you can see all of her works and sometimes she does take commissions, but you have to be very very nice in order to ta- in order to entice her. So once more, I would like to welcome back to Soar the Digital Airwaves with us Miss Allie Walker, also known as Baby Allie. So Allie, welcome back.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, that intro, first of all, about art and madness. Oh my gosh. It's like poetry. That was art right there.
0: Well, this melodious cat has been known to do a lot of poetry back in the old days, whenever he was a kitten. And also, today I watched a little bit of Soul Eater, and they were talking about the Kenshin's madness, so I just figured, why not tie both in?
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: So, Ali, the last time you were on, and it was the first time that you are actually on the show for Season 1, um, we got a chance to really talk to you about your art and some of your passions. So, now I figured, not only as an artist, but as a founding member of Internet Wonderland. Mm-hmm i feel that it will do some justice to get to know you a little bit more so we're going to start off with something simple oh good so this is a getting to know baby alley segment oh before we cut into it I do have to say that the Sammy Sunshine Clause is in effect at given points in time during this episode. We will be clearing our voices, we will be coughing, and we will be sipping out of our wonderful uh, mugs of tea tonight, which is going to be our beverage of choice. Now, normally during stressful work situations like we've been through today, adult livations would be needed but also we're not exactly feeling 100% due to the weather it's shifting it's not exactly making us feel well and my whiskers aren't exactly as perky as they used to be so we're just going to enjoy some simple made green tea and mind you simple made is not the name of the tea <laughs> company i'm just saying it right now so ali it is time to get to know you so i have pretty much a few questions to ask. Mainly, it's the traditional speed dating type questions like, what are your favorite things? Pretty much, that's what we're gonna oh go for.
2: God, yeah, shoot them at me.
0: Alright, so the first one is because everyone has to know, are you more of a day person or night person?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, listen, I think I'm more of a night person, but I also really appreciate a quiet morning to myself maybe i appreciate it because it doesn't happen for me a lot
0: right understandable (laughs) understandable okay so
1: i feel more creative at night and i feel better like i feel more energized at night which is unfortunate Mm. because i work an eight to five so
0: (laughs) for all of us who work eight (laughs) to five we salute you (laughs) thank you all right so second question are you more of a pancake type of person or french toast oh gosh
1: you said pancake and i was like yes pancakes but also french i love french toast i love anything with syrup and sugar
0: okay yeah but
1: i eat pancakes a lot see you like every week not, i'm gonna lie
0: now i want pancakes honestly that makes me hungry
1: and i like to make the ones that are like just add water i think those taste better
0: they do they actually do i mean you can also make them fluffy and if you add in like honestly i I like the ones that you do with milk Mm -hmm. because if you make it with milk like a good buttermilk and with honey and you add in just a little bit of brown sugar (laughs) it is amazing
1: oh my gosh! like it's a good batter i need to try that brown
0: sugar brown sugar like it's the very fine brown sugar it works out very well.
1: I gotta step up my pancake game.
0: <laughs> all right, so still keeping on the topic of food. Yes. What is your go to comfort food?
1: It's gonna be cereal, 100%.
0: Okay, so what type of cereal?
1: I love them all. But, you know, <laughs> the ones that I buy the most are gonna be like, Reese's Puffs, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you know, sugary ones. I do like Honey Bunches of Oats and Cinnamon Life. I just, I love cereal. I I I eat it every day.
0: So you're just a cereal connoisseur. Yep.
1: You
0: you know, actually, we should do a geeking around the table about cereal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, get into it. (laughs) You know
0: what? We'll do that for season three because I I think that will actually work.
1: I think that'd be fun to, like, really get a serious debate going about the cereals we have.
0: As long as we don't fight over it. That's the big thing.
1: Yeah, it'll be, you know, friendly, sparring, (laughs) cereal sparring.
0: Right, right. Okay, so what would be your go-to comfort drink?
1: Um, I'm going to say tea. Good choice. If I'm feeling stressed out or if if I have a little headache... Or if I'm cold, it's just,
0: it's always there for me. See, I always go for, um, for chocolate. Oh. So the Abolita's um, disc that you can buy at the store. What? And you can actually make, um, Mexican hot chocolate with that.
1: That sounds awesome.
0: So get like a giant pot, or if you have a slow cooker or like a crock pot, put in whole milk, um, a little bit of heavy cream, put in the disc, let okay. them let the disc simmer down and melt, mix it together, and add in just a little bit of cinnamon.
1: That sounds so good. I've never had that.
0: Oh, it is delicious.
1: That sounds like a, a really nice treat.
0: Oh, like it. One hundred percent. It's my comfort one.
1: Yeah.
0: Like you have to try it. You. I, I
1: want to try
0: it. You and Spoinkle Bob have to try it. Yeah, I'm we serious. Do. I'm, Absolutely. I may have to make some eventually.
1: You know what? You should. (laughs) I I may have
0: to, quite honestly, because it'd be. (laughs) Because all I need is marshmallows or whipped cream, Mm. and with a little bit of caramel and chocolate drizzle, because it is fantastic.
1: Well, let me know what I can bring so that we can make this chocolate fantasy a reality.
0: Well, all I need is the heavy cream and milk. Okay. And then I have cinnamon. And then. I'll probably, maybe I can ask Monkey to bring the whipped cream over. Yeah. Wow, that actually sounds wrong in my head, too. <laughs> I just realized that. Um <clears throat> <Bring it. laughs> All right, so continuing on real quick. So give us one of your fond childhood memories that includes art. Wow,
1: childhood memories. Okay, so... I know in the past I said, like, I didn't really get hardcore about drawing until eighth grade when I discovered anime, et cetera, you know, classic. But the truth is, I always loved drawing. I just didn't think it was anything special. But I remember, like, drawing in my room a lot, drawing, like, these really bad um, Catwoman, like, (laughs) sketches. They were so bad, and I just kept trying to draw her over and over, and it was just so awful. I couldn't, I couldn't understand why it it didn't look like Catwoman, but the proportions and stuff were just really, really wrong, you know? (laughs) It was cute, (laughs) looking back, but.
0: I mean, at least, do you think you would be able to do something like that today?
1: That, I should. I should try to find, like, an, like, I keep all my old drawings, but I should try to find, like, a seven-year-old drawing and recreate that.
0: You actually should. I think that would be a good challenge for you, personally. Yeah. Like close to the end of the year if you can find the drawing and actually recreate it the way that you feel it should be.
1: Yeah, because I almost gave up as a kid. I was like, why can't it look the way it does in my head? And I still deal with that frustration, but all you can do as an artist is get kind of close (laughs) to what's in your head.
0: So, I think it's more within the lines of personal interpretation. Because it's personal art with something that's iconic like Catwoman. Right. I mean, there's been so many interpretations of Catwoman in comics and film. I mean...
1: For sure, Halle Berry was Catwoman, right?
0: Yeah, I didn't... Okay, I didn't mind that movie.
1: That's what made me... Like, I watched it as a kid and was like, she's cool, I'm going to draw her a bunch.
0: No, you have to draw. You have to take a look at Batman Returns with Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, she's the best. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um,
1: I did draw her. I didn't ink it though, but I drew her last year, and yeah.
0: You should ink it. Honestly, I was
1: watching Batman Returns like every night last year. For wow. Comfort
0: movie. It's so really? good. So okay, okay. So name one movie that inspires your art.
1: me let me think about this okay um i'm gonna have to go with nightmare before christmas
0: right right for
1: some of the like more tim burtony looking things that i like to draw um i don't know why but across the universe came to my head too that the beatles like musical movie
0: okay yeah yeah
1: Yeah, well, like, it's not... Yeah, it's like a musical with Beatles songs. I really like it, but Jude, he's an artist in it, and I just always felt inspired watching it because he's drawing all the time in that movie.
0: So did you ever get a chance to watch Yellow Submarine?
1: Yeah, I did.
0: Because that was actually a very interesting Beatles movie.
1: I watched it, um... Well, I don't know if I should say...
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh! (laughs) For those who may be guessing, um how can I put this? Yeah, that's um opposite. I don't know. <laughs> so Baby Allie was enjoying God's green sticky icky while watching Yellow Submarine. It was. And here in Cheshire's place, we do not condone any hard drugs, but if it's all natural like marijuana, it is perfectly fine honestly I'd rather have people smoke marijuana over anything like extremely crazy so yeah
1: I was in high school um, and it was a really it was a quite the movie to watch it was a very emotional journey
0: I can imagine.
1: And a visual journey. <laughs>
0: I can imagine Pink Floyd, the Pink Floyd's The Wall, that movie.
1: I've never seen it. I know Ryan
0: has. <clears> you it's need like to watch Richard
1: it. Pink Floydian.
0: So you need to watch that one, and Tommy.
1: I have watched. Is Tommy the, the Who? Yes. With the pinball. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Like, that yes. Movie was crazy that scene with Elton John, like.
0: Pinball Wizard. Yes.
1: That is iconic. Yeah, I watched that last year and was like, "What is this?"
0: It's a great movie. Why is like,
1: this so, like I've never heard of it. It's underrated.
0: Like it's an amazing movie. It, like it's insane with everything that, and of course, one of my personal favorites, A Clockwork Orange.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I saw it one time, and I, I think one time it probably wasn't enough.
0: With that type of movie, it never is. Yeah, it
1: was pretty cerebral. <clears throat>
0: And that's what, like Stanley Kubrick, because mm-hmm. he's the one who created the movie, like him, his interpretation of, of everything involved, like the spiral of the human psyche, um, the debauchery yeah. of human nature, those are the things that really set his art apart from others. And
1: granted,
0: in he, and, and granted, he's a very big perfectionist
1: oh yeah I think we talked a little bit about that Yeah, did we like the shining and yeah
0: we we did a little bit um, during that geeking around the table the introduction I think
1: yeah but so what do you think of that Like, uh, so he very much wants the execution to match the vision in his head Yeah, I think a lot of artists do want that but at a certain point sometimes with me and my work I try to just like I try to get it close but I also just end up accepting it for whatever it is sometimes it's better than i thought it could be in my head and sometimes it's just different right not necessarily worse
0: right i think it's more of the internal pressure because you want it to be perfect yeah but sometimes it either hits the expectation misses the expectation or exceeds it yeah It
1: and it's frustrating it can be frustrating right
0: i think it i think in terms of people who are perfectionists they're comes a point in time where they stop caring about perfection and realize that being imperfect being natural letting it all flow becomes perfection in its own way
1: well i love everything you just said that's like that's like my art philosophy now
0: there you go but it
1: wasn't always
0: or, as I like to put it, just dive into the madness.
1: Yeah, just let it happen. Exactly. It's going to be imperfect. You can't find a perfect thing in this universe.
0: Exactly. But
1: what you can do is create something that like wasn't there before, and that's pretty metal. <laughs>
0: exactly, see? I mean, take a look at all the other artists out there. I mean, I know you mentioned some of your favorite artists before, so mm-hmm. give us that rundown again.
1: Okay, well... I'm going to be kind of a basic B and say Vincent Van Gogh. I love his work, but I also love his story, even though it's tragic. I like how he's just a symbol of, like, you can create at any age and find yourself at any age. He was, like, in his 40s when he started painting. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Because I always get in my head about that. I'm 25, and I feel like I can't... My life is over. Like, I can't switch careers or, like, do anything different that's just malarkey (laughs) you can literally do whatever you want it doesn't there's no timeline so i like and i really love his paintings they're very emotional i like how you know he's kind of a symbol for artists who struggle with like mental illnesses and people have a misconception they think like you have to be depressed and anxious to make like really profound art but that's not true
0: look at bob ross
1: yeah, look at Bob Ross, and even Vincent Van Gogh. Some of his, like, like a Starry Night. He painted that when he was in a good place mentally,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because he—that's how he was seeing the world at that point. It was beautiful, right, and full of like love and magic. But dark um, emotional art has a place too. It's all just about like the human experience, I think. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sounding so meta right now. I feel like I'm like a professor. See,
0: (laughs) now you're beginning to understand the logical madness because having logical madness is being meta. Yeah. Going beyond the normal thought process and even breaking down the wall of what your normal process is to, I really don't want to say transcend, but to be more enlightened about who you are. Like
1: in tune.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: I really
1: don't, like, I do think about these things, but not all the time. And especially when you're getting caught up in, like, your work week and routines and stuff.
0: Right. So think of it more, like, because I know there's a lot of artists out there that do work a basic 8 to 5, 9 to 5 job. Sure. and they have family lives but they treat their art as an escape. Yeah. So with everything going on especially the stresses of this world, uh-huh. I think it's a good good idea to to treat art as an escape and not as a new career at this point.
1: I understand what you're saying like cuz that puts a whole new other pressure on it.
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: which can be really gratifying, I think, to, like, monetize your work, but, um, who was I talking to? Oh, Jordan Ross, he did my tattoo recently, but he, Oh, wait. Yeah.
0: Um, he works at Psychword? 2D Inc. <clears throat> Shout out to Jordan Ross and the crew at 2D Inc. for all your wonderful art pieces that you put on the human canvas. Yeah. Uh, hopefully one day I'll be able to come in for my second tattoo. Uh, I mean, it's been years since I've actually been tattooed, but you never know. You may see me there.
1: It's never too late, yeah. Um, he was talking about... Because, you know, I was getting tattooed for six hours. We went down the art rabbit hole. But he doesn't sell his original paintings for the reason that it feels like it's like a part of himself. Right. And my great uncle is like that as well. He... He doesn't want to sell things because it puts pressure on it for him. So he just gives things to family members and stuff. But I also totally think monetizing your work can be really gratifying.
0: Right. Right. It's understandable. I mean...
1: It's it's just a different type of pressure. Right. And you have to learn to let go. And that can be interesting. Yeah.
0: Exactly. All right. So... Aside from Van Gogh,
1: yeah,
0: who else inspires you?
1: Okay, so like style-wise, I like Gustav Klimt. You know, Um, I like the Art Nouveau look. I think that influences how I do like hair a lot and like details. Also, um, for like more modern artists. Uh, Lauren Y.S. She is known as Squid Liquor on Instagram. I've been following her art for like 10 years and it's been... I remember seeing it 10 years ago when I was 15 and just being like totally into it and blown away. It like resonated. It's like really drippy and gross art. There's like a lot of ladies in it and like a lot of um, interesting symbolism and stuff. So I've been watching her art grow and she's doing like huge murals all over the world but she's an inspiration for sure and she's definitely one to encourage people to go look at art in person too because Instagram art is awesome I follow a lot of artists on there but it's a different experience to go to a gallery obviously right now that's kind of um, you know limited right but I remember going to an art museum for the first time I think I was 15 and that, I remember coming home and, like, drawing a lot and really trying to push my skills because it was just, like, crazy to see all of that and, like, feel it. It was overwhelming, too, but in a good way.
0: Right, right. I mean, it it was something that definitely moved you and it inspired you to pursue your passion. Yeah. So, with that being said, because we know your art, your, 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 your ah, I can't even talk today. <laughs> i apologize folks it's been a very long day this melodious one is tired but we're going to press on through so as i was saying um we already know your inspirations from artists yeah so let's go one step further do you have any other genres that inspire you because i know anime is a big inspiration (laughs) a
1: number of times
0: yes So are there any other genres, music, movies, comics, what have you, Yeah. even like people in your family?
1: Yeah. Like, could I talk about that? Yes, definitely. Of Um, course. So this kind of goes back to artists that inspire me. I have to do a huge shout out to my friends that I met in eighth grade who really encouraged me to draw so like Brett and Miranda and Cassie they encouraged me like I I sucked they were really good at it they because they had been doing it and they were in art club and all that and I was just a new kid coming in not really understanding that people can just draw for fun and they'd like I would feel so proud to like show them my really awful anime vampire night drawings and they were just like wow that's so good like you're getting so be- much better and they'd like show me tutorials and stuff that was really, it was just a really positive culture. I didn't feel judged. They were so much better than me and like badass at their craft that it just like lit a fire in me to like try to catch up so that we could all be like on par, encouraging each other and stuff. And we all had different styles too. But yeah, so that's, I'm pretty, I I wouldn't have gotten into it as much I mean, I told you I liked drawing as a a youth, but I just didn't think I was good enough or something. And that's a lie, by the way. Anybody can draw. If you like it and want to do it, you'll get better over time. You, You can't just, like, be good at something, like, immediately. That's unrealistic.
0: Right. It always takes practice and patience. Yeah. So, do you still keep in contact with those friends? Yes. See, that's wonderful because you hear stories of people inspiring others. Yeah. And then for some reason, they just drop off.
1: Yeah, I get that. People grow apart, you know. But those friends, for sure, we we talk every day almost and send memes and stuff. And I I try to go see them a couple times a year.
0: Bao say, if they want to put some of their art. On the Facebook group page, yeah, I'll be more than happy for them to do that.
1: Oh my god, I'll let it, I'll let them know for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- this is a platform for people to learn and grow in different ways, and if I'm able to help with that, I have no issues with it whatsoever. Yeah, just as long as it isn't anything like extreme <laughs> Yes, 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 yes.
1: It can be a little, you know, R-rated. <laughs>
0: But nothing like Triple X, like, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't think. They're definitely. My one friend in particular definitely has the skills to draw that, but I don't think she would put that on Internet Wonderland.
0: Maybe if we ever do a more adult themed show, we may um, look out for that in season three, just saying. <laughs> hint, hint, nudge, nudge. But, anyways. <clears throat> anyways. So, out of your family. Because, you know, this is one thing. Who in your family inspired you to pursue your art?
1: Hmm. I think they were all pretty encouraging. My mom was very encouraging. Um, Kind of like in the same way that my friends were. Like, she was definitely giving me praise. Even though, like, looking back, those drawings were not good. But (laughs) she'd still, like, hang them on the fridge and whatever. My dad, too, when I was really young. I drew a lot of just random things. And he had a whole wall covered with these paper, like notebook drawings. It's pretty sweet. Um, My great uncle, he lives in Colorado and he does landscape paintings as a hobby. I mentioned him before. He doesn't sell anything because that's not what it's about for him. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with selling your things. I sell my things on occasion. I think, honestly, I just get too overwhelmed with like the business side of it. You know, I draw just to feel good, but it could feel really good to make money off it, you know, but. Right. I'm not quite there. Or I'm there at different periods of time. Anyway, I'm going off in a,
0: <laughs> it's per- a side street now. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine.
1: Yes, yeah, so my great uncle, my grandma. Um, yeah.
0: So here's one interesting question and this one just popped in my head. Okay. If you didn't have art. Like if you decided at one point to just quit. Oh gosh. What is it that you would do? Music. Okay. Okay.
1: They're so in- they're so like intertwined for me cuz if I'm drawing, I'm listening to music. Right. And A lot of songs have inspired, like, drawings of mine, and, like, it just, like, keeps me going through the process. But I would definitely need, like, a creative outlet to express my emotions or my thoughts and, you know. So I would say either, yeah, like, music and maybe – and writing. I do dabble in writing. Okay. Uh, You know, I'd like to write, like, a comic someday, which there's writing involved and art. It's kind of marrying the two worlds. It's a whole –
0: Separate thing, right? Right, right. So let me think because I had another question in mind.
1: That was a good one. If I gave up on art, that's hard. I don't think I could
0: because it's one of those questions that, whenever an artist or a musician or an athlete is being interviewed, no one really touches on that. Like, what would you do if you weren't playing football,
1: right? Like a parallel universe,
0: exactly and you never really get to understand an individual's passion unless if you ask that type of question like what will you do if someday you had to give up that one thing you love
1: Gosh, it's such a scary question I have thought about it because I'm such an anxious person and I've been like what if something happened to me physically or something I think I'd find a way still to make art it Mm -hmm. would just really look different from what I was used to. Like this my right hand has like some very specific skills that like my left hand or feet don't <laughs> so like
0: see now all of a sudden that just makes me think about the movie Taken. Taken. I don't know who you are. But I have skills. Oh my god Skills to draw, to paint, to mat, and maybe even sometime crochet. these skills are the type of skills that make people like you want to buy my art (laughs) not exactly what liam neeson would say but hey it's worth a shot hey
1: i'll say it that's a good pitch (laughs) that's a good pitch for when i monetize my art never but someday
0: one day yeah one day day. so Mm -hmm. all right another good question as a kid yeah because we know that you used that you were doing drawings and everything was there a specific now this is something specific was there a specific time okay where you were like super proud of like an artistic achievement Now, this can be within your childhood, even
2: up
1: to now. Wow. So, childhood, I do have this memory. It seemed like a big deal to me at the time. My second grade teacher asked me to draw like a cornfield. And so I did. And then all of the teachers at the assembly, like each had a picture and were like talking about something. I don't even know what they were talking about. I just was like really jazzed that my cornfield my really poorly drawn cornfield was in front of the school (laughs) so that was one another one um high school graduation my art teacher asked me to draw the um the program Mm
2: -hmm. for the
1: the ceremony so I drew the cover and it was like a graduation cap and the little tassel like turned into a bunch of roads and pathways and nice I was pretty proud of that too because again a bunch of strangers looked at it even though my name wasn't on there. And when they called my name to like stand up, I, just, I didn't even stand up. I was
0: like, you should have, I understand that you'd be nervous and everything, but you should have. I, know, I
1: was just like, nah, I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> I don't know what. So, really kind
0: of cause now that brings up an interesting question. Yeah. If you ever had a chance to do something like that again, and they did call you out for recognition, Would you stand this time?
1: I think so. Yeah, but... Yeah, I would, probably. But it just... I I don't like too much attention on me, even though it feels good that people are seeing it. You know?
0: Right, it's understandable.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so now, going into childhood games...
1: Games.
0: What was your favorite game?
1: Video game?
0: Video game, board game, whatever.
1: How, okay, so when you say child, like...
0: Like whenever you're younger, okay, you know... Okay,
1: okay, like 10 and under?
0: It, You know, honestly, it could be more like from 16 and under. okay,
1: gotcha.
0: Because, you know, if you want to mention video games, if you want to mention like an old school board game or a card game... Yeah. You know, because this is going to follow, this is going to lead into my follow-up question.
1: Well, so I did mention Resident Evil 4 in right. the past. And I got to bring that up again, because I drew Ada Wong, like, a lot. Really poorly.
0: I mean, she is hot. That, I mean,
1: yes, yeah. she is. I couldn't draw her well. I sh- that I should try drawing her again. It's literally been, like, over a decade.
0: Maybe you should do Ada Wong meets Catwoman. I mean... Or like
1: Ada cosplaying as Catwoman.
0: Ooh, even better. I mean, honestly, I'd simp for that. I really would.
1: <laughs> You're simping for the idea already. Yeah. Um, what else? Final Fantasy Seven.
0: Of course, classic. I
1: always draw Vincent Valentine ooh. all the time. His birthday's coming up.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. October really is. I mean,
1: Gosh, I'm a nerd. But yeah, so Vincent, <laughs> I draw him and other characters at least once a year. Maybe not seriously, but just as doodles or whatever. Um, Here's the thing, though, about Final Fantasy VII. I didn't actually play it. Really? Yeah.
0: It's an amazing game.
1: I know. I, hey, I'm starting to play it now on the Switch. Ryan right. has it on the Switch. Or, I mean, um, Spangle Bob. Yep. Spongel, <laughs> Spoinkle. Spoinkle Bob's has the game on the switch so i'm gonna play it but i played dirge of cerberus which was vincent's game that's why i'm such a fangirl
0: i played it as well and i beat it within six hours
1: oh my god it took me so long
0: like it didn't really take me that long to actually beat it
1: it's not that long of a game
0: no it's actually like if you take a look at all the final fantasy like side games it's the shortest one that they have. That one and Energies. God Save the Ring, which was the Final Fantasy 7 fighting game. Oh. So it had Cloud. It had Barrett. It had. Um, oh, it it was a fun game. You liked it? I liked it. Did
1: you like Dirge Cerberus? A lot of people hate
0: it. I didn't mind it. <clears throat> like me playing it. I mean, it had some good moments to it. It's
1: like a shooter.
0: Yeah. Know? But it could have been executed a little bit better Especially towards the end Whenever he morphed into that weird Like creature thing Chaos. Yeah Yeah he's
1: it, like a demon
0: bat Yeah it, it That just didn't do it for me <laughs> Honestly It really didn't But The you whole know.
1: like story With the underground Yeah that girl, The little like young girl I don't
0: know it, It's kind of weird
1: I just like the Vincent cutscenes I'm not even gonna lie
0: Hey, sometimes you have to fangirl for, you know, a man with long black hair and a crazy demeanor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So my follow-up question is on this, and maybe it's a little off, but if you had the chance to create your ideal video game or fantasy-related art piece, What would be the background scene? And which characters would you have? And you only have five choices for characters.
1: This is a mind boggler.
0: See, this is the reason why. Because this is is testing your art brain. My
1: art brain. Well, so I did write a fantasy-esque story. I never finished it. It's all up in the old brain and it's in a bunch of outlines and half finished (laughs) drawings and thoughts, but it's kind of like some World of Warcraft, Lord of the Rings type stuff where there's like a light side and a dark side, but not everything is what it seems, you know? So like the nymphs are the like, they're kind of like elves in the story. They're like very elegant. Um... And they're portrayed to be, like, these beings of, like, compassion and light, but it turns out there's a lot of underside shady stuff going on. Right. So, it's not, there's the gray areas in morality. I like that, you know? Where was I going with that? Um, okay, so there were nymphs, <laughs> there's, like, demons in this story, there's vampires. Gotta the
0: vampires. Of course.
1: Um, humans, sure. Why not? Um...
0: No furries, though, right?
1: No furries. That's next week. Witches, too. So and like pixies, like little fairy creatures. But so I guess that'd be cool <clears throat> as a game. Like could be like a fantasy romance game.
0: Right. Right.
1: Gotta have you know options here.
0: Now you get to choose five characters from whatever genre you want doesn't have to be video games it could be an actor that you like or it could be a musician so five individuals that you want to star in your fantasy story video game whatever it is so they can be
1: like people or like fiction yeah they can be characters
0: yeah they could be characters they could be real life you can go with like david bowie playing (gasps) jerek the goblin king you can go with like LeBron James if you want for some this is flair. Like a fun exercise. Yes. What?
1: These possibilities here.
0: So, if you want, this is going to be your homework. Okay. This. Me. So you have to come up the with five characters.
2: five characters that you want,
0: uh-huh. in whatever fantasy setting that you want, and you have to exp- and you have to set it. To where those five characters also portray classes from D&D.
1: Holy smokes.
0: That's right. Or, or just because, you know, Spoinkle Bob plays World of Warcraft.
1: <laughs> yeah, he can help me out with it. That'd be <laughs> fun to doodle them. little James.
0: A... Like you can doodle them or you can just explain why you have these characters as they are
1: Uh, okay thank you for giving me time to think about it my brain is a little uh it's racing let's see the possibilities
0: so and also due to the fact that unfortunately you're not going to be here this weekend for geeking around the table Uh, i want to give a small preview for it okay so for those who are listening out in the digital airwaves this week's geeking around the table is going to be centered around horror video games and horror music so it could be anything relating to more of the halloween spirit i know it's a little early for it but sit (laughs) true it never (laughs) is but Sit tight because we do have something planned for Halloween week as well. It isn't anything special, but there may be a little bit of logical madness behind it. So, give me your top five horror-based music. Oh. Horror-based music. And oh. it can be anything. It could be from any artist i mean it could be even like devil went down to georgia it could be feed my frankenstein by alice cooper so
1: it can be songs it could be songs or albums, or yes artists. okay
0: yeah whichever
1: well i'm gonna start with rob zombie you know oh yeah living dead girl it's like that's like my one of my october jams also Dracula. also i don't know he's just he's he's a spooky dude
0: for a minute, i thought you were about to say he was hot and i'll be like you know what okay cool i agree you no
1: know, yeah he, don't yuck my ear. <laughs> <laughs> hot is not the first word that comes to mind but you know it is attractive how like he just goes for it you know he has a look
0: shout out to rob zombie um by any <laughs> chance if you ever listen to this podcast <laughs> you can find baby ali on her facebook page um grendel works art by Allie walker uh be sure to send her a message saying you know you know she's a big fan just saying
1: Get out of here. i'm not a simp for rob zombie but i did see him live and he killed it, killed it. <laughs> Samp. Zamp. Oh. No. no maybe a little but i yeah i guess i'm not ashamed of that okay so
0: the- rob zombie okay um
1: <clears throat> horror based th- i'm gonna say john carpenter okay Because, yes, he is a director of many a horror film, but he also uh, composes a lot of the music, like the classic Halloween theme. Yes. Uh, Did the music in, my mind is blanking, not Maximum Overdrive, but his music was used in the trailer and I thought that was interesting.
0: He is good at his artwork. Oh,
1: Christine! I love the music in Christine.
0: Yes, yes, that was it's a good very, album. Very
1: like signature John Carpenter
0: definitely and big trouble
1: in little china which isn't a horror movie but you know
0: technically it could be considered a horror movie due due to to be counted yeah and there's different creatures and that's true there's some creepier parts like it's also dealing more in line with the taoist aspect and also buddhist aspect of hell that's
1: true even
0: though for the taoist belief we don't really have a belief in hell It's more that once you pass, your spirit returns back into the Tao itself. The
2: Tao, yeah, that's cool.
0: But it mainly deals with, like, the Buddhist ideas of hell and goes into Taoist alchemy. So it has a lot of interesting
1: things. Yeah, I guess it's not like it would be under, like, a rom-com.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, technically, I mean, it could. It it has a lot. It's a good comedy, but it has a lot of good influences. sure. Alright, so. Okay,
1: so we got Rob Zombie and John Carpenter. Mm hmm. Um, I should just shoot them off. I'm going to just say Coheed and Cambria because a lot of their songs are, at least their Good Apollo on Burning Star 4 album. There's literally a song about a possessed demonic bike telling this writer to kill his girlfriend. Like, you just don't hear it. that is an out there concept, and they went for it.
0: That is dark.
1: Like, this this writer, whatever he writes is, like, happening to these people in this world. He's, like, their God. And his bike is, like, talking to him. He's, like, losing his mind. And his bike's like, you need to kill your girlfriend. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. I love that song. It's called Ten Speed by Coheed and Cambria. If you guys want to hear about that very specific thing I just talked about.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> now it's down to number four.
1: Number four. Okay. Um i don't want to have another moment where i say skrillex or
0: something oh god we do not (laughs) not skrillex how
1: about that (laughs) we
0: do not hold that against you whatsoever
1: (laughs) yeah i'm not hating but (laughs) i'm just like come on um is it too cheesy to say corn
0: no not at all
1: they get pretty spooky yeah some of their stuff some of their stuff's pretty dark and i saw them in concert as well and they're pretty pretty lit Horror-based music.
0: I just, I don't want to mess this up here. I have one more. Oh, gosh. It can be something as cheesy as, like, the Monster Mash.
1: That is a good song.
0: It is. And it is horror-based.
1: Yeah. It's spooky. Not spooky, scary skeletons.
0: That works. <laughs> Even, so, this is one that, for me, has been playing on YouTube a lot. Yeah. Come Little Children from Hocus Pocus
1: oh i love that
0: yeah like that one's been playing and also um honestly enough like if you've watched the hunger game movies the hanging tree oh
2: okay because
0: yeah. that it's one haunting. yeah like those two and i also have to go with And that, yeah cry little sister from the lost boys oh
1: my god yes absolutely I'm taking spooky, scary skeletons. Get out
0: of here. You're being replaced by Cry Little Sister. Yes. Boom. There it is. There it is. All right. So, I do have a couple other questions. Okay. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Almost forgot because seeing how you're not going to be here for this weekend, five horror video games that you have played. You already alluded to Resident Evil. Resident
1: Evil 4, yes. Um... Dante's Inferno? Yep. I like that game. <clears throat> um, could Batman Arkham City count?
0: You know what? I'll allow it due to the fact it's of... really
1: under that genre, but...
0: But the scarecrow scenes. Yeah. Like him, yes. I will allow it for that. Okay. Alright, so... Um,
1: so that's three. Yep. Silent Hill, Two
0: good choice i mean it's the premiere of pyramid head
1: gosh yeah it's still haunting like sometimes i'll just watch like walkthroughs just really spook myself out something about those graphics too like they have it almost makes them creepier because they're so like old looking
0: right exactly
1: like it just looks unnatural i love it
0: but it fits so well that's the thing
1: it does all right um, so
0: you're number five
1: i don't want to say another resident evil game but i really liked resident evil 7
0: no that's fine
1: it was so different like they were taking it back to and it was weird just having first person perspective that kind of freaked me out and it was disgusting. there were so many disgusting scenes in that game and i just loved the aesthetic and like right yeah
0: right it's understandable I mean...
1: It's a way different vibe from RE4, so... Yeah. It's like they're two different things Mm -hmm. altogether.
0: Right. Like, for me, for that, because... Actually, I'm not even going to say my choices right now, because I'm going to save them for this weekend. Do it. You
2: better.
0: I'm going to save it for this weekend, because it's going to be one of those, like, oh, why didn't I think of that one? Yeah. But there is one video game that technically does fit into the horror genre. But it isn't really horror-based because it's based off a sitcom. What? It's the old school Maniac Mansion for Nintendo. Oh. Maniac
2: Mansion?
0: It's an old series that used to be on trying to remember the channel. I wanna say it was Fox or CBS. I may have to do research on it, but it was funny it was about a mad scientist and about his family okay like his youngest kid um and his brother like the scientist's brother mm-hmm. they went into these two pods almost like all of the fly and the youngest became a giant man Whoa. still with the tendencies of a toddler yeah. and the uncle became a fly with a human head just a tiny oh. little fly buzzing around. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually pretty... It was funny for its time.
1: For sure.
0: So there was that. And then NBC had a pilot for another horror-based um, comedy. Mm-hmm. I wish I could remember the name of it. It was actually good, but they never actually... They didn't air it. They never... They aired the pilot, but they never aired the actual show. Didn't get up, huh? And it would have been fantastic if they would have done it. All right, so... Now, for those who are unable to watch this, mainly because I don't have cameras for this show, this entire time, baby Allie has been drawing (laughs) because this shows how multi-talented she is because she's able to draw while answering intriguing, interesting questions. So anytime that you want to draw on any of the segments, feel free.
1: Gosh, I should. I'm trying to get back in the habit. Um, it's Inktober. Oh. And so that, I went hard the last two years. This year, I'm taking a different approach. I'm doing little tiny drawings. It does feel good to go hard, but it also would really stress me out. It was the only thing I was thinking about. And I put like five hours of drawing in a day, which is can be really rewarding for your craft. But uh, I was getting a little burned out by Halloween. I was like, I'm glad that's done. But I had all these cool drawings I did.
0: Right, exactly. Exactly. So uh,
1: it's a fun challenge. But this year, I'm just like, I'm just going to take it easy. (laughs) Do the half marathon.
0: Keep it simple.
1: Yeah, but there's so so much art circulating right now. I love October for that reason, among other reasons. Halloween. Yes.
0: Discount candy on uh, November 1st.
1: Oh, that's wonderful, yeah. The leaves, the...
0: The, the
1: pumpkins and yeah for me the tum- pumpkin spice i'm just kidding oh, oh do, do not <laughs> uh, for, i had to say i'm just kidding a second later this is gonna happen
0: <laughs> see for those who do not know mr cheshire does not like pumpkin spice it makes my tail twitch uncontrollably <laughs> and it just reminds me of ugg boots
1: oh gosh
0: Sweater vest. Infinity scarves. Yes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. Not yes, but yes. Reminds me of that. Um, while I was a young, inspired cat, uh, not really a kitten, not much of an old whisker, but still getting up there in age, Mr. Cheshire worked at Starbucks, and pumpkin spice latte season was the season that I dreaded the most.
1: Oh, I didn't know. So there is a a tragic backstory to this falling out with pumpkin spice.
0: Do you know how many different ways we can make pumpkin spice drinks? I mean, pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin spice cappuccinos, pumpkin spice mochas, pumpkin spice white mochas. Oh
1: yeah. Um, have pumpkin spice chai tea.
0: Yep pumpkin spice doble espressos where you just put in a pump of pumpkin spice and two espresso shots and they just take it that way um at that point I'm then not... the iced the ice drinks mm. so iced pumpkin spice latte we've had people that ask for iced pumpkin spice cappuccinos before you what you do is you put the ice in uh-huh. and a little bit of milk but uh-huh. then you have to steam the rest of the milk in a cappuccino way and pour it in oh yeah i managed to do that a few times correctly few Be-
2: hundred
0: times. no only a few times because it was only one person that really asked for that drink oh yes and they very were specific. oh it was very specific, specific. <laughs> oh. um Pumpkin spice frappuccinos, pumpkin spice caramel frappuccinos with extra caramel drizzle on top, on the sides, and on the whipped cream. I almost emptied out a bottle because this person wanted so much caramel. So these are the reasons why I do not like
2: like, pumpkin spice. (laughs) Exactly.
0: But, you know, going off topic about pumpkin spice and why I dislike it. So, thankfully, I do not have my address on the Facebook group page or anything like that because people would probably send me pumpkin spice just to spite me. What
1: about, like, the scent, though? Like, do you like a a good pumpkin candle? Or are you good on that? You're good on that. (laughs) No, thank you.
0: No, thank you whatsoever.
1: like, if I went the rest of my life without pumpkin, it'd be too soon. (laughs) Now,
0: don't get me wrong. Pumpkin pie, um, pumpkin cream cheese rolls, that stuff I can easily do. That's no problem. But Mm -hmm. just liquid pumpkin. That's what I'm going to call it from here on out. Liquid pumpkin. It really does, doesn't it? All right. So we are beginning to run out of time. I would like to thank Baby Allie, sorry, Allie Walker, a.k.a. Baby Allie, for soaring the digital airwaves with us once again. Now, you are leaving this weekend to spend time with family. Mm -hmm. We are going to miss you on Geeking Around the Table this weekend because you have become a staple and a founding member of Internet Wonderland and hopefully you and Spunkle Bob will be able to start a podcast here soon that way we can branch out more oh, yeah. just saying <laughs> but you know also remember you do still have your movie challenge for yes. He Never Died and seeing how Spunkle is going to be here hopefully maybe he'll be able to give the review in your place
2: yeah
0: so before we end off are there any words of encouragement inspiration that you would like to give to aspiring artists out there
1: well i mentioned it before but i this is the advice i always give people is that um you just have to do it not like nike but like (laughs) you just have to do it like there's no barrier to learning like I always hear people say like oh I can't even draw a stick figure and I'm like yes you can if you really wanted to you can draw anything we have YouTube now too there's really that's a whole wealth of information just sitting there waiting for free consumption and practice um I use a lot of like free internet photos as references to like draw the body and stuff um so practicing don't throw away your old drawings because it's proof that you're getting better and don't compare yourself to other people I suck at this, all artists suck at this but when I remember to compare to myself instead of somebody on Instagram, I actually feel the growth that I've come through and that's what matters their art is good for them you know um, so compare to yourself don't throw away your old stuff because it's a visual journey of how much better you've got and it's not a closed world like you don't have to be born with any type of natural talent that's totally a myth like it's all just practice and hard work and if you're hungry for it and be kind to yourself too because I get art blocks a lot and then I feel so guilty for not drawing and that just makes me not draw more so you just gotta let it go because it feels good there you go it feels good to create so just do it Hmm. do it for you do it to sell it it doesn't matter did i sound cool or what
0: (laughs) (laughs) baby Allie, you always sound very cool whenever you're here so thank you once again for soaring the digital airwaves with us
1: thank you thank you for having me
0: So this has been Cheshire's Place, A Looking Glass in logical Madness. I have been your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. Also, be sure to tune in this weekend for Geeking Around the Table as we go into a further discussion of horror video games and horror music from different genres. And also, if you feel like that you want to chime in on this one and give some thoughts and suggestions, feel free. All you have to do is email me at cheshirelookingglass at gmail.com or follow me at Place Cheshire. And here pretty soon, hopefully by the end of the month, the YouTube channel for Cheshire's Place will be up and running where you'll have all the episodes from Season 1 and Season 2 on YouTube plus some additional side projects. Also, I may actually do a Halloween-based ASMR recording. So we'll see how that goes. So, just like the Cheshire Cat, I am everywhere yet nowhere. Tune in this weekend. Have a wonderful evening. And think about this melodious voice. Good night.